Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Alexandra Dachiva, and she was born into a musician's family in Bulgaria, Alexandria. Alexandra, I'm sorry, let me start that again. Not a problem. And, and the last name is Dolceva. The stress part okay. is on the but doesn't matter. <laughs> That's okay. I'll get it right. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. Her name is Alexandra Dolceva, and she was born in Bulgaria. She came to the United States in 2000 and earned a doctorate in violin from Louisiana State University in 2007. Between 2008 and 2015, prompted by the economic crisis that was occurring at that time, she became a nurse, an investor, and an options trader. Her experience included working in the ICU, orthopedic trauma, and home care. She is the owner of three real estate rental businesses. Now, her passion for health, martial arts, fitness, and financial independence has brought a lot of changes in her life, and it's resulted in a book called It Really is Simple, a holistic approach of, to confidence, a practical guide in which she shares her path to success and an effort to motivate readers to embrace change and pursue their dreams in spite of their insecurity. Welcome, Alexandra. Thank you, Dr. Laika. Such an honor to be here. Now, what? tell me a little bit about your journey. Go through your path to getting to where you are. Well, I started violin at age six because my parents were musicians and they thought it was a great idea for me to become a musician, which in many ways it was because it taught me great work ethic and self-discipline and perseverance in many ways. Only they didn't know that uh, once the Cold War ended, the cultural uh, landscape in Bulgaria would deteriorate in unexpected ways for them. Many orchestras were canceled subsequently. The uh, financial stability of musicians was very, how to say, compromised. And uh, I was basically wired from an early age that I had to leave Bulgaria to pursue prosperity elsewhere. And it so happened that I met my wonderful violin professor, Mr. Kibor Pardirosian, who currently teaches in the Bloomington School of Music in Indiana University. But he recruited uh, students every summer, and I happened to be one of the people that he liked, and he taught me a lot at Louisiana State University. And uh, I had a job with the Syracuse Symphony Orchestra uh, in 2008 when the market really started deteriorating, and I recognized I wasn't competitive enough and chose to put myself to nursing school after being 11 years in college, pursuing a bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in classical violin. So it was interesting. 
That, that, that is quite a change, and, and that was quite a difference. How difficult did you find, was it, to go into nursing when you had been in music all your life? It was hard because I had no scientific basis whatsoever. When you start a little in a specialized music school, as it was in my case, the music school in Sofia, 12 years, mostly music subjects, minimal science, if any. We stopped learning math in the eighth grade, biology in the ninth, and very superficial knowledge. So I basically had to transform my seven to nine hour a day violin practice into reading these thick textbooks three, four months before the classes even started, the prerequisite science classes for nursing school, I was reading multiple hours a day, these books from cover to cover to get familiar with the scientific vocabulary, let alone in English, right? And um, that was proved to be a very good method because I was very prepared for these classes by the time they started. And I nailed them, but it took quite a bit of effort because I knew I was way behind in science, in math, and anything that's real life had already taught the people of my age. And plus, I was in class with people who were significantly younger than me at the time. They were fresh graduates from high school, 18, 19 years old, and I was 32. <laughs> so That, that, that yeah. is a difference, and, and I'm sure that made it a little challenging as well. Now, the other thing you did was you shifted another time, and that's to get into real estate uh, rental businesses. Tell us about that. Yeah, I uh, started reading actually the Rich Dad Company books by Robert and Kim Kiyosaki in 2012 because I saw how the nurses really lived and how they were treated by the corporations that were devouring <clears throat> hospital after hospital. Doctors were treated the same way to some extent too, but the nurse's life was interesting because I started practicing as a nurse in 2011. Ironically, that was the year when the Syracuse Symphony declared bankruptcy. And I saw that many nurses were less healthy than the patients they were teaching about health. And many of them were very financially challenged. They would say, I'm broke today. And they were earning money that was more than mine because I was a beginning nurse with a beginning uh, wage and they had seniority. Yet they were struggling financially. So that made me question a lot of things, whether a job was really a security thing or an illusion. And when I came across Robert Kiyosaki's books, I read six or seven of his books because before I decided to um, take the risk and buy his real estate rental coaching, and I was fascinated. I was absolutely fascinated. It was yet another challenge because I was a complete financial invalid. See, my parents were musicians. They didn't really care much about uh, financial expansion or they just was, were happy if they had the means to survive and live uh, day by day. But I understood that a 401k was not an option because of what happened in 2008 when so many people lost their retirements and decided to put myself through yet another learning curve, learn the financial jargon and start investing along with my job as a nurse. Now that, that is a challenge. And, and not only that, <laughs> but you then became a writer and you wrote a book on self-confidence. Now, that's another shift in your life. Tell us how you made that shift. Well, the shift was because uh, in 2020, I already had received plenty of questions from my patients and from my from investment mentees. By the time I had mentored a couple of people in investing, because I started investing in 2014, and people saw that I was successful. And of course, they wanted to know how it is done, how they could do it. And I 
compiled everything I had done into the book because ultimately every life aspect that I have been successful in, I have applied the same exact principle. And then I organized this system in a book to be more helpful and uh, more concise and organized. And that's how the book came across with people's questions on how this is done. How are you so physically fit? You're approaching 50 and you can do these crazy routines and so healthy. So it really is building your goals and habits and consistency to become so self-reliant and independent that you have full control over the life aspects that are absolutely crucial to your success on all levels. And that's where holistic self-confidence comes in. Now, in your book, you talk about several areas. You talk about health, you talk about spirituality, career, finances, and relationship uh, perspectives. Let's go into some of those now. Yes. Let's let's talk first about health and what people need to do to have a healthy life. Well, see, I am uh, very biased towards health, obviously, because I'm a healthcare professional and I deal with so many unhealthy people on a daily basis. I see how their poor health has deteriorated their finances and the influences they take from their relationships has have mostly contributed to health deterioration or financial deterioration. And when you're unhealthy, that also makes your relationships suffer, right? So with health, uh, I am adamant about diet choices, exercise choices, and daily detox. It's a matter of, again, consistency and discipline and no compromise. I am a whole foods organic vegan, have been like this almost five years. I don't make the occasional exceptions here and there that most people love to say, well, yeah, everyone said, well, no, because if you compromise the integrity of your diet, you will do it again and again and again, and you won't be consistent. Same with exercise, uh, same with the detox of your body. The health is a funny thing because there is so much misinformation out there. What they uh, teach you by mainstream media, what really works And it's staggering to see the lack of knowledge in so many people who have been told one thing by their doctors and it hasn't worked for years yet they keep doing it. So it's it's been a journey with that and educating the patients and presenting different perspectives. Now let's go into some of the other things you like to focus on, Alexandra, in your book. Uh, Do you care to elaborate on some of those other areas that you've covered? Yes, um, As far as the uh, financial and career aspects, I uh, I separate those because career is not really about uh, financial prosperity as much as learning, developing the hard work ethic and the mindset of helping other people. And then once you attain full control over this aspect, because so many people hate their jobs that they can't even get to the point where they're financially prosperous because they keep switching jobs on a regular basis, especially faced with the current instability, it tempts them to try more and more and more things without actually acquiring the tenacity to persevere the job. But it's also important to acquire full control over your financial habits and then expand your financial base based on that control that you have. And when you combine this with a career that's gratifying, whether it's it's an employment or your own business, then you can invest and expand and not depend on a job. You may work if you still want to feel helpful to others, but you don't have to work to pay the bills, if that makes sense. So it's truly important to have the gratifying career and a great financial base to grow your uh, money and prosperity 
which contributes greatly to your uh, self-confidence. And at the same time, you are able to craft a schedule for yourself that is completely of service to your health preferences, and you don't compromise your health for the sake of your work or investing practices. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, there's an old saying that uh, never, uh, if you really enjoy what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. How does that sound to you? Is that what you do as well? 95% of the time, yes. Uh, I have gotten to the point where I can say, yeah, the work is fine. The business is fine. Everything is good because now I know how to control everything and work smoothly with people because it's ultimately very important to listen to the world around you, how it works and to learn that. And then you merge in and have them cooperate with your needs and wants while you help them accomplish their goals and dreams. Um, the book is... Um, an organized system and people actually have said they've read it two or three times already and they say oh applying all these tactics and concepts actually has helped me greatly but that's what I have been doing because I can't preach something that I'm not practicing myself like I can't go to a patient's home and say you I want you to start on a plant-based diet because it does this 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 for you and it doesn't cause any of the chronic diseases that you have if I don't practice what I'm suggesting that they do so you love what you do for the sake of yourself and then showing your example. And when people see that you're extremely successful and prosperous, they're more willing to believe you and listen to you. That's huge. Now you have a couple of other areas in your book that you cover. One is spirituality. Do you care to say a few words about that? Spirituality is very uh, different for different people. But uh, to me, I've tried to put it as simply as possible. You have to be able to clear your mind of thoughts that contribute nothing to your personal growth. And because we're so challenged every day by unplanned events, we need to be able to clear our minds every day uh, to allow them then to get inspired by ideas that made them create and willing to go forward. So you have to have the mind hygiene and then that focus and alertness at the same time. And the best achievement is if you can do this throughout your day. So you integrate your spirituality into your daily activities. And then you're able to observe the little things that happen around you that can be extremely inspiring or very educational for various reasons. And if your mind is able to be so observing, to appreciate all of these moments and then you integrate this knowledge it's a very subtle subconscious knowledge into your the activities that mostly matter to you and you love to do then you have this full hopeful concept of how rewarding your efforts and what you do for others and for yourself are it's a, hard to explain but um, it's through focus alertness and clear mind an ability to grasp what's inspiring at the same time that you attain great uh, spiritual satisfaction. I think that's huge. What about uh, what about uh, relationship perspectives that you talk about? Yeah, I uh, I have made bad relationship choices, as many people have. It's important to recognize what relationships uh, are good influences and what are not good influences. And sometimes it is hard to detach yourself from a relationship that is not contributing to your goals and dreams or somebody's consciously sabotaging what you want to do. Uh, 
I think uh, the chapter on relationships is really uh, geared to help people uh, distinguish, differentiate between types of relationships that they can see through better and make a better decision as what relationships stay in their life, what types of people have a place in their lives. It is very important to choose your relationship because you can, I mean, time is your most valuable asset, absolutely most valuable asset. Now, many people don't get pressed by this urgency of time until they hit 30 or 40. And then it becomes very hard to not see, oh my gosh, I don't have much time to get where I want to go. And we waste a lot of time with people uh, worrying about people or listening to people or staying with people who are just really not um, in any way healthy as far as relationship. And if you recognize this, the earlier you recognize that, the better you're able to prioritize your relationships and find justification in being around certain people and not being around others. That's that's rather remarkable that you say those things because there's so many people out there that have a relationship problems, yet they have a difficulty stepping away from a relationship yes. that is not good. They just stay in the same situation because that's their comfort zone there. That's what they know when they're afraid of what they don't know. It's heartbreaking. It's Do you have some words for those people on how they can find the, the courage to move away? Well, I do have a very extensive discussion on this in chapter 12 of the book. I dedicated a lot of time on this chapter. Actually, that was the first chapter I wrote, believe it or not, uh, Dr. Laika, because it was so important to me. I had some bad relationships in my life and I, we keep, we keep uh, recycling that, these memories. Okay. Um, there are ways to find courage to get away or distance the person away from yourself. Since the simplest thing in life is to change yourself first. It's important to understand that many times the people that we disagree with won't change or won't leave. So it's up to us to take the action if we want to prosper in our relationships. And yes, we might very well have to leave ourselves uh, to get away from a toxic relationship. It's a different level of responsibility. There is uh, more accountability and less room for excuses if we take the initiative, but then how much more empowering is that if we do it ourselves and draw the line and say, that's where I'm at and goodbye. I'm going my, for my own life right now. And that's it. Depending on the relationship, there are so many situations, right? Um, but the courage is found based on how strong your goals are and um, how much you want to compromise your goals and dreams at some point, like I said, time is a very valuable asset. And if you do that mind switch where you realize I'm running out of time and somebody here is really not contributing, you will distinguish between obligation and your uh, aspirations and make a better decision. That, that's important, Alexandra. Now, Alexandra, this show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life. How do you live a fantastic life on a personal level? I have to acknowledge I do have a fantastic life indeed. And this uh, happened by growing the ability to independently control the aspects of my life that are absolutely crucial to my success and enjoying the results from that. But what has made my life even more fantastic is that I'm now able to give back by teaching people how to do the same and lead fantastic lives themselves if they want, if they want. 
that's important. And I, I think giving back is a very fundamental part of an, of a, of an important life. I, I think that should be done on a daily basis for people. Like one of my gifts to my, my listeners is they know that this show is for them and the show will be for them forever. And so they can always listen to the words of advice on the show. Another gift I give to people is uh, a free 15-minute discovery call so that they can get outside of their situation and hopefully find a better life. And they can get that at coachingwithdrallenlaika.com. And they can find out more about their lives and hopefully benefit their lives. Because one of the shortest ways to get from where a person is now to the where they want to be is to have a coach show them the way. And most people uh, would certainly benefit from that. And I think people should take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, when I accepted mentorship in your life, in, in my life, excuse me, um, it was a great benefit it was also a different level of responsibility because I had to prioritize financially and time-wise for this coaching. And that puts the pressure on me to act on what I was learning. And I think that's a great step forward. Uh, mentorship and coaching should yeah. be needed. And if you're not efficient enough, you put your own self-motivation. I'm currently a very self-motivated person, but it surely wasn't always the case. It's difficult when you're mired in problems, like I say, up to your neck and alligators, and then try to move out of that being up to your neck and alligators phase and trying to move forward. Uh, Very, very difficult life for people to see that and trying to to do better with what they're doing. Yes, I I agree with that. And, And the problem is most of the problems we create ourselves uh, the most uh, important reason for the book was because I struggled with low self-esteem and poor self-confidence for over two decades. And 90% of it, I can safely say, it was completely self-imposed for various wrong reasons. And that's how you pile problems in your life until you hopefully finally realize that, hey, it's my own doing. I can reverse this. That's how it worked for me. But it took a while uh, it wasn't easy, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for where I am right now. You know, I, I think the way that life usually is, is that if things come to you too easy, they don't have as much meaning as if you have to strive for them. Uh, I think overcoming difficulties really makes our successes that much more poignant makes our successes that much better so that people really enjoy those successes when they come. You can't appreciate the heights of a mountain unless you know the valleys of despair. Yes, uh, I agree with that. And I also know that it's hard to switch to understanding this when you're only willing to see the result from the life of a successful person without taking into account how they change themselves while getting to the success. Um, the process, respecting the process and learning from the process is crucial. And that's where I have found it challenging to relate to people at times that you really need to put in the effort consistently because the result that you see in a celebrity, no matter what type of celebrity, it truly is just the iceberg, like you said, and everything else 
that they don't necessarily tell you. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> and your process will be the same. You will have to have disappointments, failures, challenges, get up and keep going and uh, not give up. I think that's true. And I think challenges are just little bumps on the road of life. And the more that we uh, go through those challenges, I think we truly appreciate each the end result that much more. Uh, I, I would, you know, I know where I am now. If I didn't have those challenges along the way, I would never be where I am today. And I suspect that's for you too. Yes, yes, 100%, 100%. I am expecting more challenges, but I'm much more confident now that I can handle them than I was 20 years ago. And that's one of the definitions of self-confidence, your uh, belief that you will handle whatever life throws you away, no matter what. And like yes. I said, for many years, I was not able to even imagine handling any challenge, let alone anything that happened after I switched my understanding of how things worked and took full responsibility over my life. How can people find a copy of, their, of your book and how can they find out more about your world? I have a website. Uh, the website is www.holisticselfconfidence.com. There are no dashes. There is a blog that they can read and the book is available in paperback and ebook format. Uh, in the U.S., the paperback uh, is easily purchasable for outside of the U.S. The ebook is was the best option. We're working on some shipping rates, but uh, because in many countries people may end up paying more for shipping than for the actual book, we currently have the ebook available for people outside of the United States. And for the ebook, all you need is just an EPUB file reader on your computer. Uh, if you don't have it integrated freely downloadable from the internet and uh, it's much more affordable the ebook format alexandra i can't tell you how much i've enjoyed you as a guest today and i'm sure our listeners learned a lot of valuable pearls as about as a result of being here thank you so much for spending the time to be part of our interview thank you so much dr Leica, for having me it was a great pleasure to talk with you and uh I hope I was of help to your listeners. I think you have been. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, I hope to talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic day.